Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hey guys, Joe here with All Around Joe. So, we got a cool intro, what's been going on section, and I will share that with you in a second. In the core of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the psychology of exercise and diet and how you can use that in order to accomplish all your exercise and dieting goals. It's really all about how you think about things. And then if you hang around for the tips, I'm going to talk about when it is most important to eat and why post-workout recovery drinks are so important. So let's jump right into the what's going on section. So what I've been up to is pretty much getting some huge gains on my lifts. <laughs> um, but really, uh, things are going good as far as workouts personally, and it's pretty interesting how that goes and how you go in these cycles of ups and downs where things go really well and things go terrible and things go okay and your body feels good and it feels bad. But you're always trying to constantly balance this workout intensity versus recovery versus diet and having all those things versus personal life versus stress. And you have all these things that uh, they come into play as far as how you feel and how your body actually adapts to these workouts and, and going forward with that. So it's pretty interesting. But right now things are going great. Um, I'm getting an RPM speed jumper up here pretty soon. I'm, I'm excited about that. Contacted them. They're going to be sending me a jump up over to test out for the All Around Joe blog. I'll be uh, telling you guys all about that. I have a friend that has one and loves it. Says that it's much easier on the wrists and the shoulders for spinning high rep double unders for your CrossFit workouts. So I'm super excited about that. Getting in some long hikes for the upcoming Wonderland Trail adventure that I'll be doing. In August, I have the Wonderland Trail, which is the trail around Mount Rainier. And it's a 93-mile trail that I'll be doing in three days. So however however long or what I should say, whatever pace that ends up taking um, to get you know, around 30 miles a day done, give or take, depending on where the uh, campsites are. But we've do, been doing some longer hikes, getting the, the legs ready to keep on moving for those three long, long, long days. Um, and I'm also looking at getting a new larger hydration pack. So if any of you have any ideas for the hydration packs that you like or that you recommend, um, shoot me an email at joeallaroundjoe.com. I'd love to hear what you're what you're using. I'm going to be looking for something that's a little bit larger, not not to the point of like necessarily a day pack. I don't think, even though that's what I will be using it for. Um, but I'm looking for like a trail running type style hydration pack that goes on your back that can hold um, a good amount of food. That's what I'm looking to hold in there. So. Any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Hit me up. Like I said, joeatallaroundjoe.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks. So let's jump right into the core section here. What we've got is the psychology of exercise and diet. 
And this is pretty interesting because a lot of times people don't think about this part of it. They think, oh, I just got to go out and I got to exercise. I got to eat right. But if you look at like how you're actually thinking and the way that you're making the decisions in order to have those exercise and diet goals met, and for a lot of you, it may be aesthetic goals. So you want to look a certain way. You want to have six-pack abs. You want to have your legs look good, your butt look good. Or you're ready for the beach, for the bikini, for the swimsuit. So... That's great and all. Those are the, the goals and the, the things that keep you driving forward and the things that you write and put on your refrigerator so you see every day. And that ties into the psychology of it. But a lot of times we have these things that can get us uh, knocked off of our, our track, our direct line to those particular goals. And that's what I really want to talk about today. So the first thing I want to note on is uh, exercise and making exercise a priority. So when you set up your schedule, whether it be your personal, your work schedule, your everything schedule, exercise should be scheduled on there. It shouldn't be an afterthought. And the way that I personally do it is I schedule my exercise first. So my exercise goes on my calendar first, and everything else gets planned around it, even work. So I know that some people don't have quite as flexible work schedule as I might have, but you put that exercise in there, so if it's in the morning before you work, at lunch, or after you work, you, that goes in there, and that's going to be, let's say, the number one priority for you. Because really, what else is more important? If you can't exercise and stay healthy, then you're going to be unhealthy, and if you're unhealthy, then you could fall into sickness, and if you fall into sickness, you could fall into death. So let's get real about this and prioritize our health and our exercise first, first and foremost, so making that a priority, and that goes for other things too, if someone asks you if you got, they want you to do something fun, unless it's like a super epic thing that is a once in a lifetime opportunity, when it's really interesting or something that you can really do to get yourself into the zone of this is becoming addicted to exercise, making it your routine, I mean, so you've already made it your priority, but then really think about how you feel before, during, and after you exercise. And you do get a large hormonal response when you are exercising and afterwards. So if you tune in to what that feels like, you can literally get addicted to these positive things such as exercise, such as eating right, which we're going to talk about in a second. So Really think about it. Journal about it if you need to. That would definitely be helpful. Think about how you're feeling. Talk about how you're feeling when you do these positive things like exercise and making it a priority. And then the other parts of your life are going to get better. So really do take the time to think about it. And do things that require fitness. That's another point. Is like if you're going to put yourself into a situation where you're going to need a certain level of fitness, your brain will prioritize doing these particular things so that you're ready, so that you can have a great experience when you go and do these things, such as hiking or paddleboarding or playing some sort of sports with friends. If you need to have a decent amount of fitness and you know that there's going to be other people that are doing those things with you and looking at how you respond to them, you're going to have the psychology set up in order to improve, to want to be good, to look good, to feel good around these other people that are doing these other activities. So set yourself up to 
almost force the situation to get into the gym to work out, do your workout wherever you need to. It doesn't have to be in the gym, but to get the workout done so that you're ready to go and do these things with other people. So when you're starting a situation where you plan the hikes, where you plan the sporting events, that type of thing will force you to get into the mindset of having exercise be a routine and pushing yourself to get into better shape to do those things. So now let's shift over to food and how food can be psychologically mastered. So, how to think about food. This is a tough one for a lot of people. It really is. I talk to people about this all the time. The way that you think about food is really interesting these days. I mean, food, essentially, if we break it down, food is fuel for our body. That's all it is. But with the way that we live and in our fast-paced lifestyle and our need-it-now lifestyle, we eat for pleasure, really. I mean, our bodies get hungry and we think about, oh, what do we want to eat? And the truth of the matter is that we shouldn't be thinking about that. We should have already thought about when we needed to eat and planned for it, thinking about how is my body going to feel at this time of day when I need to eat. So I should have it planned. Don't you think? So you should think about these things. Plan those meals out. Don't just think, oh, I need to eat at breakfast, at lunch, and dinner. That's not enough. Usually not for most people. You have to plan these things out. I eat every two to three hours. I have it planned out. And people know that if for some unforsaken reason I don't get that food, my body's not feeling right. And not only can I tell, but the people around me can tell because it's so scheduled and I'm eating as fuel. Yeah, do I eat good things as well? Sure. And you can eat fuel that tastes really good. But that should be the first and foremost thing that you think about when you think about food. You also need to let your brain and let your body schedule in off days or off times. So even though I talked about food being fuel, yes it is, and you should eat like that and just think about it like that. How am I going to get my proteins that fast my carbs for what I'm doing that particular day, that particular week? You also need to let yourself go every now and again. Some people like to call this a cheat day. I like to call it like a cheat meal. Um, because if I cheat the whole day or if I have junky food the whole day, I feel terrible for not only that day but the next day as well. So I'll go with a cheat meal one about once or twice a week. And what that means is you can just let yourself go. I mean, for that particular time frame, just say, hey, I'm going to have whatever um, I thought sounded good. Donuts, pizza, Chinese food, whatever you want. And let your brain and your psychology have that relaxation and, and go for it. But just make sure that you jump back over to the food is fuel thought process when you're done with that particular meal or day. Social pressures. There are tons of social pressures out there. There's a lot of people that eat like crap and they just treat their bodies like crap and they are probably your friends. I know that I definitely have some friends that do not do so well for themselves as far as eating uh, food as fuel. But that's okay. You get to have the opportunity to show them how it's supposed to be done. Straight up. So if they want to give you a hard time about it, fine. It's their loss. But I know that all these social pressures and those things that you're thinking about, you have to put yourself in the position where you are the right one. It's not them. No matter how much they think they are or how many of your friends just don't even care or think about these things, you are the one that's going to have to be leading the way 
Or you just have to hang out with those people. I know there's a lot of times that you think about it, well, this person is just poisoning themselves and me being around them. So you can make that decision to eat with your eat by yourself, not go out with the particular people that are not in line with what your goals are. So think about those social pressures. Decide what is going to be best for you. And then also take the time to understand how things in your body works. There are things in your body work. Um, know what proteins do. Know what fats do. Know what carbohydrates do. Uh, you can check out some great books on this. Uh, how uh, It starts with food is a great one that I really like. Um, you can look at websites like PaleoMG or EverydayPaleo.com. Get lots of recipe ideas. Uh, or send me an email, Joe or I'll be happy to help you explain, talk you through whatever it is that you have questions on. But if you understand what certain foods are doing to your body and just don't think of them as something that tastes good and that your body craves, it will make it much easier to make the right decisions when those particular times come, when you're planning what you should be eating, all of the above. So take the time to learn a little bit about it. This is your body. It's the only one you have. You should know what type of fuel you should be putting in it. I mean, even if you don't have to make those necessary decisions, on, or you don't have to be able to discuss or, or go into in-depth processes of exactly what's happening, you should know what you should be having for what reason. That's all we got for the core section today. I know it was a lot. It was a large chunk of deep information. So if you have any questions, shoot me an email. We'll discuss it further. Now let's move along to the tip section. I told you that if you hung around to the tip section, we are going to talk about when it's the most important to eat and why our post-recovery, post-workout recovery drinks so important. So the most important, when is the most important time to eat is a, kind of a loaded question. I think it's the best time to eat on a particular schedule. So you want to eat when you get up, and then you want to have a prioritized amount of time in between each meal that you set up those feedings. So for me, for example, I eat within about a half an hour of getting up, and then every two to three hours after that. So it is imp- it's always important to eat. It's probably the most important thing to say it's important to eat rather than not to eat because if you don't eat then your body's not getting the fuel it's not getting the fuel then there's going to be some sort of lack if there's a lack then there's going to be some sort of failure and we go more in depth into that and if you're trying to lose body fat or uh, drop some weight in general um, those are some things that you can that you're going to have to do as far as like not necessarily eating so much, but it's going to still be eating on those particular times. So even if you're trying to lose weight and eat less, you're still going to be eating every two to three hours, ideally if you're exercising. And you're just going to be changing exactly what it is that you eat in order to get those results. But it's important to be eating on a schedule. I would say that that is the most important thing. So why is a post-workout recovery drink so important? Well, you just, if you just had a workout, you just tore your body down. If you just tore your body down, then it's in a prime state to take in nutrients into your muscles, and it really wants it. Your muscles are like sponges at this point. So having that post-drink or post-workout recovery is very important. You, you want to make sure that you get a high-quality protein powder that's quickly digestible. You want to make sure that you get 
a sugar in your body. So like the one time you actually want to have a sugar, what that sugar is going to do is going to spike your blood sugar, which is going to spike your insulin, which is going to push nutrients into cells, in this case your muscular cells, because your body had just had that stimulus from the workout, and now it needs all those nutrients. The thing that you don't want in your recovery drink is fat. Too much fat will slow down the absorption of your nutrients, lessen your insulin spike, and is essentially slow down the amount of time it takes to get nutrients into your muscles. So, you want your quick protein, your quick carbohydrates, which are your sugars, and your lack of fat. All of that is done so that you can get nutrients to your body, get it recovered really quickly, and repair the damage that you just did from your workout. Alright, that's what we've got for the tip section. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach me at joe.allroundjoe.com. I will put any relevant links down in the show notes. And remember, at the All Around Joe podcast, we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you on the next episode.